0: We're back. Another green heat, Miami. First in of the 20- year, twenty one. <laughs> or for those long, still reeling long from iatus. the pandemic, uh, today is February. Uh, well, I'm going to call it December forty first, twenty
1: twenty. That sounds about right. We'll take that.
0: <laughs> but we're here. But we definitely wanted to start off with something uh, we just did in December. Uh, which is going to form the basis for our conversation today. Uh, and we'll get a little to more detail uh, with uh, my partner at the Miami media and film market, Patty Arias will help us set up a, uh, the Comical Habas where we did a special radio edition for on behalf of Screen Heat Miami uh, on the big charity gift basket giveaway for the holidays. And and we were able to go out to Marlins Park and hang out with a bunch of cool people from the industry, from the world of business and politics and philanthropy and sports. And uh, we're gonna, gonna have a good time kind of digging into some of those great interviews back in December. But of course, first, this is Screen Heat Miami. Uh, our co-host as always is JL Martinez and Kevin Sharpley. We are brought to you by the Miami Media and Film Market and Kama Call And Kajik Multimedia. Oh yes. So here Ready? we go.
1: Excited to be back. This is, um. It's it's been a longer hiatus. We took a, a little bit more vacation than than most, but this is exciting to talk about the Habas because the Habas for me was one of the most enriching things that I did last year and you know to be on air for what was it 6 hours 7 hours
0: yeah. Yeah. It was a marathon. We were yes. on for, for the full run uh, for this event and it was just such a great day. And, you know, the weather was great. Marlins park was beautiful. And so many people were helped, uh, by this charity giveaway that, that Kamakol. And again, Patty's going to get into more detail on that has been doing for over 35 years now, I think. Right. So it's been a very long time, uh, a community event that, you know, unfortunately, uh, almost didn't happen because of the pandemic but you know this drive-in format plus the habas radio it really was a special day and so many families uh were able to be helped by it
1: yeah the the long history of of the habas also was felt and a lot of people came out i mean you know we we didn't get to snag a rod and get an interview with him but he was there
0: he was there he was there we snagged a pic with billy the marlin though (laughs)
1: yeah you know it's that's uh, that's almost equitable that's that's almost equal yeah that's on the same level of fame right yeah on the same (laughs) level of fame but we did snag a lot of interviews and so we're going to replay two of the interviews one with miami's miami-dade county's newly elected mayor the first woman mayor in miami-dade county history so you know we're really excited to rebroadcast a portion of her interview, and the illustrious Miss Patty Arias herself. Yeah. That was, for me, one of the highlights. And so we're going to, uh, you know, showcase a bit of her interview as well. And then she's going to speak and kind of ramp it up for us. But let's jump into what we haven't spoken on for many, many weeks, what's going on in the
0: industry. Yes, we will get to Mayor Levine Kava and Patty very soon. But first, we need to see what's really buzzing right now was the announcement of the Golden Globe nominations. Yeah. This is making a lot of buzz today, and there is so much going on. Of course, you know, we can't hear about any sort of nominations now without mentioning Netflix. It used to be this was HBO's game, and now Netflix is just tearing it up with six nominations for their original film, Mank directed by David Fincher, starring Gary Oldman. Uh, that is doing very, very well. Uh, obviously on the TV side or the streaming series side, The Crown picked up their own uh, six nominations as well. And it's just on and on down the list.
1: Yeah, I just want to talk about those two and then we can get into just a couple more. We can even talk on, on, on The Queen's Gambit because we have a connection with The Queen's Gambit. But The Crown, for me, this is one of my favorite seasons of The Crown. I've seen every single season. And this one, for me, really, really put together a lot of what they've been building. Every episode was cinematic. It felt like a movie onto itself. Gillian Anderson, wow. I mean, just wow. And, you know, it was certainly a tour de force. Mank, which is about the writer of arguably... One of the best films of all time. It's always in the top 10 of most critics, Citizen Kane. If you are a Gary Oldman fan, you must not miss this movie. I loved it. In black and white, it is cerebral. And it moves at many points very, very fast in terms of the verbal discourse. So you have to follow it. Uh, like a labyrinth all the way through, kind of like Citizen Kane, which is a labyrinth in, in and of itself. But the fact that they hearkened back to the black and white, and really it was parallel with Citizen, Citizen Kane itself because it was filmed quite in a style that is an homage to Citizen Kane. So yeah, kudos to It For me, it's well-deserved uh, the 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 six noms. Yeah. Um, and then I wanted to move on to The Queen's Gambit, which was, you know, one of my favorite shows of yes, last year. got nominated year.
0: In, the, in the limited series category, uh, as well as their very talented actor uh, who plays the lead in that, Anya Taylor-Joy, who, who has a, a small Miami connection. Uh, she was born here in the great city of Miami uh, to, I believe, Argentinian and British parents. Uh, and spent her infancy here before actually moving to Argentina and later the UK. So she she's touched many, many places.
1: That's enough. Of a, that's enough of a connection for me. There's a couple of other standouts, The Undoing, which I really, really enjoyed. You already knew that. Well, not everyone knew the ending moving in, but from the book, you already knew if it was following that path, which it did the, the ending. So I think that it did an incredible job in terms of really keeping you connected and keeping you glued. Costume design, I mean, you know, hands down one of the best shows in terms of costume design for this year and or for last year and super stylish. Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant put on, I think two of their best performances so, you know, that's one that I really love. We're going to get into a lot more of the Emmy noms.
0: after or the Golden Globes.
1: Yeah. The, yeah, we're going to get more into the, the Golden Globes after the interviews, because we're going to talk about the streaming wars of which we have, since that streaming wars really went into full-blown effect we've been talking about you yes. know for yes. since the inception of Screen Eat Miami we I'm
0: have excited. been saying winter is coming for quite a while now and yes. and it is here and you know we can also get into the Mandalorian getting nominated that's been Disney Plus's breakout hit which has driven their subscriber base through the roof so they're going to be giving Netflix a run for their money as well, but we want to get into all that uh, definitely after the the interview. We also wanted to touch a little bit about something that, you know, you are sort of an aficionado in the stock world and how that relates to theatrical distribution, particularly AMC.
1: Yeah. I mean, you mentioned the winter coming and everyone, I'm, no one could have seen this. Everyone kind of felt that the winter was coming for AMC. And this is, it's not that long ago in December, It looked like AMC was facing bankruptcy. And I felt it because, and I've spoken about this on the show, I have some AMC stock. And, you know, I saw that stock cut in half going into November and the beginning of December. But I held on to the stock because, number one, I felt the theaters would come back by the... Well, no one really knew when the vaccine would come into play. But by some point in 2021, I felt... That the stock would come back because people would come back to the theaters. Wonder Woman two people came out to the theaters, but also because it's my industry. So for me, that was my show of support because I'm a big theater lover, and I feel that we need the theaters. If the theaters were to go, I think people would really regret it. You know, in in hindsight, you know, people feel like you know the markets need to dictate things, but it's one of the best for value entertainment offerings that we have if you want to take your family out if you know and enjoy a movie just get some popcorn it's hard to do it you go to a sports event which goes into the hundreds and hundreds of dollars you go to theme parks same thing so this is something that you know you can do as a family and you go on dates so that shared experience is there's nothing else like it well going into december As I saw my stock cut in half in AMC, I saw an uptick towards the end of of December, beginning of January. My stock almost broke even. It almost broke even towards the beginning of January. So I was gonna sell most of it and keep just a little bit of it. But what did I see as January started moving on? The stock took Off now, that did two things. Number one, back in November, AMC took on a hundred million dollars in debt at 15 percent. I mean, that's a high interest rate, but it allowed the company to stay solving, you know, for a brief amount of time, and then they came out with uh the amount that they really needed, which was 750 million dollars. So you know, go further into 2021 and at least, you know, have some kind of, you know, uh, life support. Right. So they took on a little bit more debt. They stayed around for a little bit longer. But because of, and I said I wasn't going to mention GameStop, but I am going to mention GameStop, there is a portal on Reddit, it's a subreddit. And that subreddit is Wall Street Beats. And so what the users, what the people that interface with Wall Street bets, they push for stocks that they love. So one of the first stocks that they pushed for was GameStop. GameStop, when they decided that that was the company they wanted to go for, went through the roof. 800%, 900%, 1100%. I didn't have any GameStop. I wish I did. There was a kid who had $60 of GameStop. He went on to, uh, to make, make
0: a kajillion six, dollars.
1: Well, no, <laughs> but he did make $6,100. Not bad. There's, there's another investor that invested $53,000, and he went on to make $14.2 million.
0: <gasps> <Wow. laughs> exactly. That, yeah, so, that's not a, bad, not a bad turnaround.
1: That's not a bad take. So the next stock that they went after was BlackBerry, which did okay. you know. I mean, I don't know if people have the same affinity for BlackBerry as they do for GameStop and as they do for AMC. And then the third stock that they went after was AMC. And so AMC shot through the roof. And I mean, I I couldn't even believe it. I opened up my app and I just saw the money that I had invested just go crazy. Now I, I sold a lot of it because I just didn't know what was
0: happening. So what you're saying is you're buying lunch next time we get together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I reinvested a lot of it too. But um, but for me, it, it wasn't really about the money per se. It really did hearken to what I was saying initially, why I held on to AMC, because it's my industry, number one. And I love the business, but I love theaters, which is one of the best. If you're a filmmaker, ultimately, if you do a film, you know, your, your dream of course, you'd love to be on one of the streamers, Netflix, you know, HBO. But the filmmaker's dream is to be in a theater, you know. And so to see your film in a theater, to have that big theatrical experience, there's nothing else like it. And that's as a filmmaker and as a viewer, you know, there's nothing else like that feeling. So what, that, what that's allowed for is AMC, they were able to buy back a lot of that debt. So they camped down on that debt. And now they have the ability to stay solvent into the end of 2021, which will be enough. It'll definitely be enough. And, uh, you know, they they still have a lot of debt because they took on debt to retrofit theaters and to buy more theaters be, this is before the pandemic. They wouldn't have seen that coming. I think about $15 billion worth of debt and they, right. they're about $1.5 billion a year of revenue. But You know they'll be able to stay solvent, so we're going to have big theaters.
0: You know, yeah. And and to bring it all, I was going to say to bring it all full circle. There's two things that have to happen. First, I think AMC definitely has to offer at least a free membership to all those Reddit users for saving their (laughs) company. And two, someone needs to write that movie a la the Social Network and put it in AMC theaters. That would make it full circle right there there you go (laughs) there you go but uh, speaking of bringing everything full circle uh, i want to bring on uh, my partner now in the miami media and film market the chief executive patty arias to talk a little bit more about the habas mayor levine kava and everything that we're doing in the community to help uh you know especially during these trying times welcome to the show patty
2: hey how are you guys
1: hello patty welcome welcome welcome
2: thank you I should have invested in that GameStop Reddit thing. Damn.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a pretty good ride.
2: Damn, and I'm a Reddit user. I mean, I got lost in the shuffle. You
0: got to find the right subreddit. <laughs> yeah, yeah you the, subreddit. Get the, subreddit.
2: <laughs> the subreddit. Yeah uh, the the distribution of the Christmas baskets this year was awesome, and it was I hate to t- I hate to you know but. Thanks to JL, was that that he had a great connection in the in the Marlins and um, made made it so. And it also happened thanks to the vision of our president Joe G, who wanted to do it in the Marlins anyways because they're they're good community partners. It was just we did it, you know, socially distant and everybody. We helped over one thousand families. So maybe like there's four people in a family, so that's like four thousand people got food um, for the holidays which was, you know, a really good, um, a really good initiative. And Sedano Supermarket was awesome, as always. And our board member, Pedro Mesa. So Jochi, Pedro Mesa, and um, everybody, and you guys, because that, you know, the radio station was awesome. And then who showed up? Our new woman mayor, you know, yay. (laughs) Yay.
0: Hi. Yeah, she was a lot of fun to chat with. And, you know, that was a great coup to have the newly elected. And as Kevin mentioned, first female mayor in Dade County history. Absolutely. So that was awesome. So we're going to definitely uh, play part of that interview, as well as some of the interesting things you said that day, uh, on behalf of MMFM and all the great stuff we're doing, you know, to develop our local filmmakers now this year. Yep. Yep.
2: Yeah, but it's, that's very important to us to outreach the talents to let them know that we're there for them to use our MMFM platform because we're here to serve. Like we always say, MMFM is diverse, but we're diverse organically because we feel it and we live it, and and that's our community. So we want to reach out to to everybody so they'll get the opportunity to do what Reddix did and to create something really cool or to show their movie in Netflix or on AMC or or wherever
1: so yeah and I just have to say I just want to add to the habas it really felt great to be a part of that tradition because what this was the 30th it was the 36th or the yeah, 35th I think it's the 36th or 37th 36 yeah. it was the 36th yeah. the 36th habas so you know chemical has been doing that giveaway for 36 years helping families in the holidays which is one of the most trying times so yeah it really right. did feel,
0: yeah, especially good last to year be because of, of the pandemic. It, yeah, it was very much needed and yeah. did such a, a great impact on the community. Plus, like I said, you know, getting all those great interviews and being able to do, uh, you know, because of, of the socially distant aspect, uh, they weren't able to have the same live entertainment they usually had. But because of Habas Radio, we were able to to broadcast into everyone's cars and give them some form of entertainment and information as they were waiting for their house. Yeah, and I think along with song. DJ Daz.
3: <laughs> Yeah. Yes.
2: The best. Love DJ you know, He's the best. He's so cool. And I think the mayor really, uh, you know, chemical is an organization was started in 1965, but a lot of people really don't know, you know, that we're doing really cool and cutting edge stuff, especially, you know, through MMFM and also, you know, our president is like really committed to uh, social responsibility. So I think that for her, it was, um, I mean she she remarked that she liked seeing, you know, women there and she liked to see all all of Miami's you know Miami-Dade County's diversity there. So it really it was really nice. Um it was actually we were really honored because she had just uh, become mayor on, on November and and because of the pandemic and it was hard to get to because getting into the stadium was difficult and she made it and and she popped up and then we were really 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 uh, honored with her presence and for me as a woman it's really cool to have a woman mayor I mean
1: absolutely um, yeah. so without a second left to jump into this interview We give you our newly elected Miami-Dade County mayor, the first woman, Miami-Dade County mayor. So
4: um,
0: would you like to join us?
4: Please join us. Please have a seat. We've Been waiting for you.
0: Just a little reminder to everyone this is 102.1 FM Radio Havas. We are live on the air at the 35th annual Camacol Havas here at Marlins Park. This is a beautiful holiday event here. Uh, we are celebrating the holidays. This is a very special year, obviously, for many reasons, but most importantly, the pandemic. So the fact that this event was able to happen this year uh, while being COVID compliant uh, was really a lot due to our special partners, the, the Miami Marlins. And on this special day, we want Want to welcome a very special guest, our newly elected Miami Dade County Mayor, Daniela Lavin Welcome to the show, Mayor. Yes, un
3: placer enorme estar con ustedes. A great pleasure.
0: Absolutely. And joining her as well is Comic Cold President Joe Chi. Welcome back to the show.
5: Thank you, JL. It's a it's an honor and a pleasure to have the mayor here today.
0: Yes, absolutely.
5: <laughs> we got well,
3: the... Joe, that's how I feel about you.
5: <laughs> I'm really honored.
3: <laughs> <laughs> because nobody does more than Joe Chi and Kamakol to help this community all year round. And now to be here on the 36th. 30... All right. All right. More than 35. estar con ustedes <laughs> después de 35 años de dar gracias a la comunidad y todo que hace el año entero. Gracias.
0: Yes, absolutely. So, you know, Mayor, obviously you're just being elected now. You're walking into a very, you know, obviously a situation that we're all dealing with. Uh, but uh, we were speaking to some commissioners early, uh, and, you know, th- I think that what everyone wants and the message that we've been trying to get out today is one of, of hope, of Esperanza. Exactly. So as the mayor, what is your message for 2021 to your constituents? Yes. Well, 2021,
3: we're going to start a new chapter. We are going to recover in 2021 from all of this difficult, difficult, painful time that we've been through. We have the vaccine. That is hopeful. We have uh, 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 hopefully more dollars that will come from the federal government. (laughs) That is hopeful. And we have new leadership, not just me, but others that really are dedicated to making sure that our small businesses recover, that we bring new jobs, that we rebuild our economy. So we need our lives and our livelihoods.
1: Yeah, no, very well said. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, but one thing that has really struck me is the sense of community mm, that we have here today. Very true. I mean, there is a real outpouring of love yes. and we do have to thank uh, Chemical for making this happen. Once again, it's one of the most important events of the year, but this is a special time. Can you tell us in terms of community coming together, yes. some of the different outreaches yes. in this particular time?
3: Yeah, I think that Miami-Dade County is the most resilient, the most adaptive, and the most caring place on the planet. And of course, not only because it's holiday time and we reach out in these times, but because in crisis, we come together. We have shown that time and time again, whether it's a hurricane, whether it's people coming here to escape persecution in their home country, Uh, whether it's getting through an economic downturn. We have always shown up for each other. So this pandemic has just brought out our true colors once again. Y voy a decir en español que siempre en una crisis nosotros estamos unidos. Eh, Después de años, yo viviendo acá 40 años de, de los huracanes, de gente que vienen de otros países donde estaban sufriendo buscando una nueva vida eh, durante eh, cuando hay problemas de la economía, siempre yeah, no,
0: absolutely. And, you know, uh, President Chi is with you here. And I know that Camacol has been doing a lot of things as an organization. Uh, I have to give a shout out to Patty Arias, my partner at the Miami Media and Film Market, <laughs> and the executive director. She's not, I know she's running around today like she usually does during the conference. Uh, but, you know, this has been such a special year. And Camacol, as an organization, I know has partnered with the county, has partnered with a lot of community organizations to really help. What are some of the things, including today's Havas, that Camacol is doing? Um, you know, during this time to help out with the situation. Uh, thank you, JL, and Patty's running around so that I won't
5: have to run around. Thank you, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. uh I, actually I've been I have been collaborating uh for many years with the with the mayor when she wasn't a mayor in the past <laughs> since nineteen ninety six when she was the president and founder of the Human Services <laughs> Services Coalition and I was a member and later on chairman of the wages coalition where we moved approximately sixty five thousand members over from the uh from the from the welfare system all To the workforce system. So we do look forward to working, continuing this work that we started a long, long time ago with uh, Mayor Levine Cava and to continue this year and the next four years, heck, the next eight years with Mayor (laughs) Levine Cava to be able to help our community. And we are really, really honored to have her here today and we look forward to working with you. I I do have to give uh, a big
1: congratulations for being Miami, Miami's first woman mayor. Yes.
5: Female, yeah, absolutely. The first woman mayor. Yes. Oh, that's tremendous.
1: <laughs> and we spoke earlier about, um, you know, the it actually the first woman general manager in baseball. Yeah, I can't wait with, to meet. With the Miami Marlins. Yeah, we're hoping. We've, we've been playing for her to show up. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, she's, she's as much anticipated, uh, mm-hmm. but we are very, very uh, honored to have you here Thank right you. now. Thank this has so just been a pleasure for Thank us. Yeah. Well,
3: it's, as you say, a great spirit of love and care. Uh, very joyful out there uh, as people are helping each other. The, the teams from Publix and uh, Sedano's, Pepsi, Coke, and, uh, you know, all the businesses, they're just so happy to be able to help out. Todos los trabajadores que están acá ayudando están con alegría para ayudar los que faltan este este feriado
4: Right.
0: No absolutely. And and I think that you know again Going back to the message of Esperanza, a lot of it next year is going to be about economic recovery and jobs in the county. Um, You know, what are the plans, some of the plans that the county has in terms of getting our our constituents back to work? Right,
3: right. Well, first of all,
0: our health. Mm. The
3: vaccine is here. Yes. And yesterday I was at Jackson. They they did, goodness gracious, what was the number? It was like 1,300 of the workers at Jackson yesterday. Wow. They're doing several hundred an hour. They started at 5 a.m. today. Uh, they want to show the the world that it's safe and that, you know, the healthcare workers are first up, uh, and and very very exciting. Someone, one of the doctors, compared it to being the first man to walk on the moon. Wow. It feels like that big a new frontier that is really changing uh, everything. So, I'm. Um, there's there's that, and then uh, there's the fact that um, we can help each other, and that just right. brings joy this yeah.
4: holiday season. Yeah.
3: Eh, entonces, mucha esperanza porque ya llegó la vacuna y están eh, tomando eh, los trabajadores en los uh, hospitales primero y después más gente y, y los que están tomando están con mucha alegría estar uh, al frente del cambio porque con eso podemos ya mirar un futuro mejor it's the end of a chapter eh? we have to still take our precautions but we can see
0: the end Mm. very well said mayor and we're so excited to have you you. you in this position yeah so like you mentioned we've been talking to so many new leaders now you know uh, locally and Mm -hmm. even though this is a global pandemic I believe that many of the solutions that are going to bring us out of this will be local solutions within the community
3: indeed indeed
5: it is
0: local. So thank you very much, both of you. Jochi, once again. El Señor Presidente. Go, no,
5: Jochi. Alcalde, Señor Alcaldesa. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Oh, ask you
0: Absolutely,
1: and congratulations again. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Felicidades.
3: Honor, a great honor to serve. <laughs> thank you, thank Mayor. you,
4: thank you, Mayor. Appreciate thank that. You, thank you, Patty. Patty, can we have you just for two minutes? We'd love to interview you since you're already over here. Yes.
5: We got
0: a <laughs> Patty on the hot seat. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Bye. Porque without further introduction, without need for my next guest, like Deborah Leverman says. You've heard about her the entire time we've been on air.
1: The illustrious, the one and only Miss Patty Arias,
2: international woman of mystery. <laughs> Absolutely.
5: All right. Oh, you
2: guys have done an awesome job. And wasn't it cool to get the mayor?
1: That that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, for me, this has been. It, it's a first, the a first woman mayor.
4: Yeah, and
1: to have her here, not too long after she won yeah. her seat for office,
2: and that you know she just recuperated from COVID, and uh, thank God. Yes, and she's just fantastic, and the energy that she brings to to the to the county and to the leadership that we need, and it's great for everything that Miami is. I love Miami because Miami is really culturally diverse without having to have be. we're just
5: organic yeah
1: yeah that's right and everyone you can see here that everyone has come together to make this happen this is the 35th year i mean that is saying a lot and this is one of the most important events and it's even more important now than ever uh in 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 the year can you talk a little bit about the history of the habas and the 35 years
2: well i you know this came about um 35 years ago, that the the founding president of Camacol, Luis Sabines, he saw that there was a lot of hunger and need in the community. So instead of just being a chamber and economic development organization, we started doing the habas from our members because most of our members were grocery owners. Entonces, um, eh, can I do it bilingual? Yes, please, please, yeah. uh, eh, I think we gave out 20 or 30 only. And they started to grow, and then we started to do a hundred, and 150, then 200, and it got up to 3,000. Wow! So it's really, you know, a really big community effort. This year, thank God for the Marlins because they stepped up to the plate pardon the pun <laughs> and uh, they they helped us and they, they're true community partners and uh, they helped us to get this together. And even, you know, Miami is a hot spot, but they said, no, we got to do it. And I also want to give a shout out to Sedanos and Mr. Errang and the soul of, of Sedanos uh, and the Habas, which is Pedro Mesa who sits on our board and he's the chair of the community, uh, uh Committee, and Joe Chi, who just plowed through, and he said, and when everybody was saying no, 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 Joe and, and Pedro Mesa were saying yes, 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 yes.
1: Yeah, and this this event especially was, was needed. Yes. So a lot of events have been canceled throughout the year on yes. many different things, award shows. There's been big gala balls and so many things canceled. Yes. But this is one... That really really needed to happen and you know it is a blessing uh that Chemical could make it happen again for this year
2: well i'm really proud of camacol this year because when other organizations have been hurting and thanks to the leadership of joe chi and with the support i'd also like to send a chat a shout out to former miami mayor carlos jimenez who's also been super supportive of our industry that uh, chemical has not only we have grown in the in the pandemic because we partnered also with Career Source to provide people with jobs and resources that they can survive. So we totally reshaped our our mission statement, and then we are really involved in the community and what the three of us do together, which is the Miami Media Film Market. Yay!
5: Hey, I
1: was going to bring it up.
2: Of course, you know that's we've, we we this of the county so I want to shout out to former Commissioner and Madam Chair of the Commission Audrey Emerson who also has supported us and Commissioner Higgins and together with the mayor and Commissioner Pepe Diaz uh, they're making that we're able to find the resources that we can take the industry and use it as an economic tool for recovery which is a normal that's a really good thing and thanks to you Jose Luis and you Kevin is that we've done MMFM Digital. Yes. yes. Which has rocked.
0: <laughs> That's yeah. right. Okay. JL Martinez. are geniuses. Seguro que si. But yep. yeah, speaking of genius and talent, and we were going to talk today, I know Ana Mago couldn't be with us and we talked about bilingual, but I want to talk about Que Paso USA. Okay. And could not make it. I know, yeah. but that's why I want to talk to you because oh. you were such an important part of that show, that legacy in Miami, along with Luis Santeiro, yeah. who's a good friend and a fan. Yeah. Uh, we're a big fan of his and, and during the conference. Um, but you know, what did that just going into a little bit of fun history? What did that show mean to the community at the time that it came out on PBS?
2: Oh my goodness. I remember because a lot of people in, in politics and in community service that I've done for the past years, they don't know that I was a former actor and, and you know, a production crew. That's how I started. And because uh, I had a different name, I had my, my regular family name, not my political name. When I got to Washington, my regular name was Patricia Jimenez Rojo. It was too long. So I cut it and created Patty Arias, which the political name, but uh, going back to that, it was really cool because it was in the 70s and we were just, you know, um, transitioning and, and we had assimilated, but we really hadn't. So kebasa really opened the door to the Anglo community to understand. It was the first time they really got a glimpse, the Anglo, the Anglo white community of what a minority was, because remember Miami, when we got here in the 60s, it was totally different. And then in the 70s, it was changing. So Gepasa provided a vehicle where the Anglo community could know more about us and uh, we could learn more about the Anglo. So it was like a bridge. And since so, the so show was produced at WPBT and it was like uh, using the Norman Lear format, the three camera and the live audience. So, I mean, we would have crowds of people every week uh, getting in to see uh, the show. So there was such a community. The the show really united the community.
1: Yeah, and this is great because what you're really speaking on is how socially transformative the industry can be. Yes. I mean, a lot of people take the film and entertainment industry for granted because, of course, you have big blockbuster movies and incredible television shows. But... Oftentimes those movies and those shows, especially documentaries, you know, yeah, they have messages. Yes. And so when we talk about K Pasa USA, that is, you know, a bilateral message. Mm-hmm. You know, that communication of right. understanding. So, you know, we do of course we've been talking about the Miami medium film market the entire time that we've been here Yay. because it, it's it's important to our community for many different reasons it's not just the glitz and the glamour it's you know the messages and the stories that the industry brings and the jobs and And the
2: jobs and to support (laughs) you guys who are the, the the creators that you guys are the ones that are responsible for getting you know people think of the industry as just movie stars and limos but if they would know that it supports so many other industries and so many you know like writers i'm sitting here with like Another LMSM summer. J.M. Garcia just strolled in.
1: We just had J.M. Garcia like, roll up in, in the house. Yeah. But
0: it was crazy. You know, we didn't know. And then all of a sudden we started talking about kebasa and shows and TV shows and comedies and writing and... He and appears. here comes the
5: writer, J.M. Garcia.
0: He appears. He
2: but he's fresh, he's all fresh, and we're all like, you know, a <laughs> I'm on my, my second go, layer.
1: Uh, I had on another shirt, now I'm on my t-shirt. <laughs> it's what they call fresh legs.
2: But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's really important. And, and it also helps to bring, I think that we're at a, a, a point in history, uh, politics aside, but it is important, that there's such a, so many communities are disenfranchised, and there's such fear out there, and, you know, fear of of minorities, and uh, fear of things that are different, because they don't understand it, and I think that at this juncture in our country's history, we were able to produce content that, that helps people to understand, hey, that's me too, although he or she or they may look different than me. Maybe they have a lot to do with me.
5: Yeah. You yeah. know,
2: so I think that's really important in order to unify our country is that uh, you guys get to work and start producing really good stuff. <laughs> right, <laughs> which right. What you guys can do. And uh, because it's going to play an instrumental an instrumental role in, 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 in our healing process, which is very important to Absolutely. our economic recovery and our physical
5: recovery.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so, JM Garcia, who's actually part of the team and the family, the MMFM team and family, and also Screen Heat Miami. He was a guest on our Screen Heat Miami as well, yes. has
0: joined us. Seguro que sí. Welcome, Joe. Bienvenido. Great being here. You went right into the hot seat.
2: And yet another <laughs> international man of
4: mystery. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, well these days I'm mostly a regional man of mystery. Um until the COVID thing gets shaken out.
0: <laughs> we'll take that. You know,
4: I'm stuck here. So just realised, you know, when I was coming here and getting myself ready in my room, I realized I looked at my roller board because Eddie will notice, that I never check his luggage. Period. That's a you know a moral principle with me. And I realized from my last trip to L.A. in December, about this time last year, I unpacked, not thinking anything of the world, just put it in the little corner of my bedroom, and it's still there, not with a protective layer of dust. <laughs>
1: here, not yeah, that, that happens. Um, it, it, it looks like uh, when you walked up, you had something in your hand, and it looks like a screenplay. It is it, is like that right? A- it looks like two screenplays, actually.
4: Actually, yeah. The beautiful thing, you will never hear many people say this, but thanks to COVID, <laughs> I am up to five pilots and six features that I've been able to just wow. Out. Yeah. Five, a lot of things is, in development. That's, know, that's that's yeah. it's there development a lot of time. That I had that were always kicking around, and I did, you know, like I would outline one act or something. But this, since I had nothing else I could do. Yeah, you know, one of my, one of the things that I learned from a professor years ago was, if you don't know what to do, do what's in front of you. Right. right so absolutely better than the honeydew list and the wife had for me
5: which yeah. involves
4: <laughs> the boss, yeah, oh oh la farry yeah so uh, rather than do that I said well I was working on this project for these guys in England let me flesh this out and next thing I know you know that turns into one outline that turns into a, a draft of a of a something of a feature something else that I was working on now turns into a pilot that right. kind of thing and you know that's one, interesting. Of, one of the things that we're working on is how do we take this sort of, sort of pre-content we've created and bring it forward. right and, right and there's something that that at mmfm we might uh, announce as a way to get creative.
1: wait a minute our friends are back to visit us you yeah, know the cleaning crew
0: making Thank another you. debut
1: With the noise, Um, (laughs) Patty, Miss Arius, I know that you're really busy taking care of everything that's happening. Yeah, everything that's going on. So we don't want to keep you too long. So whenever you feel that you need to exit, okay, you can just go. Whenever I've talked too much. (laughs) By the way, I know
3: just
2: uh, Adrian Newton says hi. Okay. okay. Oh, wow.
1: Great. They okay.
0: are from Maryland, England. Yes, and, and for clarification for our for our podcast audience, we've had Adrian Mooton on the podcast. He is the uh, British Film Commissioner as well as the Chief Executive of Film London, which is the counterpart to Film Miami by our talented Film Commissioner
4: Sandy Ladder. And uh, and it's been so great having him as part of the conference. He's yep. he's awesome.
1: Then he's our first podcast yeah. at ScreenHeatMiami.com. Okay. So if you go to ScreenHeatMiami.com. Unshameless plug: You can listen to Adrian Newton wax poetic about the industry. Yes, yes the cleaning crews—they know you're oh, here, Patty.
2: Man, what is Every, it? Every
1: everyone is here to to God, cheer us on.
2: Clean again, man. they <laughs> more than I clean in my house. It's
4: energy. It's energy. happy holiday. Oops. I hate this mask, but I have to. Wear it. <laughs> Happy holiday.
2: Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy
4: Festivals for the rest of us. I love that. That's awesome. It's that time of year. So, have a good one, guys. And you guys, brought. I love you, too.
1: Thank you, Miss Arias.
4: We love you, too, Patty. (laughs) Bye.
0: (laughs) All right, there she is.
1: The
4: the one one and only Patty
0: Arias. (laughs) And we're back. That Ah. was fun. That was a great day. That was such a great interview. We may pull more excerpts out of that day's broadcast, but what a way to start it off. A twofer.
1: A twofer. <laughs> we've been waiting to get Patty back on the show. This is the second time that we've had Patty on the show. So that was really great. We had her for the intro and an interview. We're going to have to have Patty as a reoccurring. Let's go. say once a month.
0: <laughs> that's, that's the reoccurring. Yes, <laughs> I think that's written into the talent contract. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: once, once right. But um, but that was that was that was awesome. So, thank you, Patty. Uh, yeah. um, Absolutely. We have to do. Give- oh,
2: okay, I thought I couldn't, you know, I take my cues from you guys. No, it's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm a chatterbox, you know, so I just love yeah. to talk and I love what you guys are doing. And, you know, I like the format of this. And, and I think it'd be really cool to also include Joe Chi because uh, Screen Heat Miami and MMFM would not have been possible. Uh remember Joe was a board member for many years of Chemical. And if there was one board member who truly supported us through thick and thin when things were really thin, it was Joe Chi. And
1: he's a big lover of the film and entertainment industry too. So yeah, we'll have we'll have Joe.
2: His sister
0: is a filmmaker. Oh yes,
2: that's right. Yeah. I know her. I've known her for years. Yeah, she's really cool.
0: Actually, yeah, yeah, we might
2: have to have. Yeah, her on you the
0: show. have to have her here. She loves it.
1: She'd love it. Okay, we'll see yeah, if we we'll we'll have them
0: both Sonya on at the same sure. time. But, uh, yeah, it's been a great ride. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. that'd
2: be fun. I, I
0: need to talk a little bit about those golden oranges that we did. Those are some fun. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Golden Globes, <laughs> Golden Golden called the Golden Globes with a better chance. Yes, but it was.
1: <laughs> but to the streaming but, uh, wars,
0: yeah, the
1: streaming I mean, because th- this is part of the go- the whole Golden Globes. The Streaming Wars, of course, because of the takeover. I mean, just look how everything has turned on its head. HBO, I would say four years ago, four years ago, three years ago, HBO was the go-to. They're saying was more Emmy nominations than any other network and Netflix through sheer Mm -hmm. volume. Yeah. Sheer volume has notched everybody out. Now, Netflix, number one. Yeah. Netflix is number one. Um, Gotta keep coming.
0: That's but I say. just wanna, I wanna go over some number of the numbers. One. 106 million subscribers, is that what we're seeing now?
1: 106 million right. subscribers. So, Netflix certainly at the top. Amazon. Ninety six point five million. So Amazon is coming up. But of course, they have a whole subscriber base that they automatically opened up to. Disney right.
0: I don't want to say they cheated, but yes, that, that was also part of the <laughs> I wouldn't want to tell Jeff Bezos anything like that. But but essentially, yeah, that's kind of wrapped into their whole uh, Amazon Prime. So the idea being that some of those subscribers were kind of basically it was an added value. Right. All of a sudden you can watch award winning shows on Amazon Prime, The Man in the High Castle and all this other great content as part of your two day free shipping and discounts at Whole Foods.
1: <laughs> right so you can get your groceries and <laughs> and watch your amazon
0: prime get a bottle of wine watch the mrs mazel that's a great friday night
1: yeah so <laughs> um then we have disney plus i mean disney plus came up when we first reported on disney plus they thought they were going to start off with 5 million subscribers they had 8 million in their opening so that was huge for them they just in a matter of a month, went up to 10 million. Now Disney Plus is 74 million subscribers.
0: Yes. Led by, of course, the other uh, nominee for the Golden Globes this year, The Mandalorian, which has just been doing bananas business for Disney all over the place.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know what they're saying? The Mandalorian has single-handedly saved the Star Wars um,
0: franchise. Yeah,
1: franchise. absolutely.
0: Yeah, it's it's incredible what they've done with that show, uh, obviously created by John Favreau, uh, who is just, you know, a, a singular talent in the sense that he was really able to go to the core of what the Star Wars, I think, fandom and philosophy wanted and marry the old with the new by creating this sort of space western is the best way that I could describe it. And, you know, it, it doesn't hurt to have a cute little baby Yoda running around either but (laughs) but even you know beyond that it's just been incredible what what that show has done not only for the franchise and for Star Wars but Disney and its streamer Disney Plus
1: yeah and you know the one of the most buzzed about episodes was uh, of last year was the return of Luke Skywalker
5: talk about well, everyone has seen of the- yeah, it. i'm not giving baby.
1: any yeah i'm not going to give any it's not any spoilers but the return of luke skywalker
0: yeah. i think by now it's out i think that <laughs> Yeah, the news is yeah out. exactly by now <laughs> yeah. but
1: you know you're always on the fence you know you're always trying to catch yourself just to make sure but um yeah so that was one of the most talked about episodes of any streamer so you know Absolutely. they're 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 doing their job uh, apple plus is at 36 million users 36 mm-hmm. million plus users Great. Um, you know, HBO Max is at thirty-seven point seven million. Right. So, I mean, that's it. The streaming wars, of course, is is raging. So, you know, it's like World War Three with the streamers. But, and and that is Absolutely. the biggest yeah, and, and source and of
0: distribution still- now. No, it is. And then we still haven't counted the new launch coming, I guess, in March, right, with uh, Paramount Plus, which will be Viacom's entree into the streaming wars. And uh, we haven't even talked about Peacock, which is owned by Comcast and NBC Universal, which is trying to sort of hybrid model of a premium subscription or ad supported, which is the free. And so, you know, obviously, they struggled a little bit getting out of the gate. then yeah, Peacock those is still comments.
1: trying to fly.
0: Yeah. Launched with all this pomp and circumstance. Yes, that peacock is trying to fly <laughs> See if, it, if it gets there, but who knows? It
1: launched like a peacock.
0: Yeah. Hopefully it won't go the way of Quibi, which launched with tremendous fanfare and just fizzled out, you know. Yeah, uh, that was... Yeah.
1: So it's but Peacock, of course, has NBC behind it, so that's (laughs) that's a that's a whole nother thing.
0: That this is yeah, that's a whole nother level. Plus, they're more into long form content. I think the Peacock will be all right, but you know, essentially, what I'm seeing after all, you know, these millennials decided that cutting the cord would save them money. Is that (coughs) this is becoming another cable bundle, right? (laughs) Access to all these OTT services, you're paying the same as plus the cost of internet, you're paying the same as cable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I think for millennials and Gen Zs, that the ability to stop a subscription for one month and then start it up again for another month is, or it has been traditionally what has drawn them in. But the issue with that is, as these streamers have grown, their content and the quality of their content has grown. So there's, Almost no moment that you have where there is not a hit show on any given streamer and you don't want to miss out. You don't want to miss out on this show or that show or this show or that show. So ultimately, oftentimes you have to have this streamer and that streamer and this streamer and that streamer or you're kind of you know locked out of the whole uh, snackable content that's coming along.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, we used to talk uh, I guess in the old TV days about these sort of water cooler moments, right, you know with shows like The Sopranos or some of the big high-end stuff that, that HBO was known for particularly, and how those moments didn't come around so often, but now, you know, like there are water cooler moments 24-7 and the new water cooler is like Twitter and social media <laughs> so If you're not in, then you You have no idea what the hell they're talking What What is Bridgerton? Like a lot of folks are still trying to figure that out you know the number one streaming show of all time now of all time of all time and i was going to get into right on the heels of the queen's gambit and cobra kai like it was one after another
1: yeah i mean i was i was kind of pissed because netflix raised their subscription so they're notching close to hbo max which is hbo max is 14.99 netflix is 13.99
0: they're creeping up there yeah
1: absolutely. they're creeping up there but they keep you know, hitting, hitting, hitting out the park. I mean, we talked about Bridgerton, which I watched, I loved. And it, that's not in my wheelhouse. You know, I'm not a period piece person. But what I loved, it, Shonda Rhimes. So it was her first off of her new shingle uh, of Netflix. I mean, and what a way to come off with a first, with a home run like that. But what it did is it really turned a lot of tropes on its head. So, you know, you had a Black character who, those black characters are, I had two, you know, lead black characters the queen, who was based off of a queen that is said to have been uh, of mixed heritage. And you had the main character, who is the duke, who is black. And right. so, in most of these types of period pieces from the 16th, 17th century going into the 18th century, it's typically um, no minorities. And so turning that trope on its head really, for, for me, and I think a lot of viewers, um, allowed for more immersion. And so it also turned a lot of the tropes of women. It, it was very empowering for women. The show was very empowering for women. So Absolutely. big kudos yeah. to Shonda Rhimes for her first show. She didn't create the show. But it's from her production company. So, absolutely. you know, hats off to that. And hats off to Lupin. Lupin, mm-hmm. which is one of the biggest hits. Yeah. Uh, f- a French show. French now show. that, I think, is, is, I say tour de force, but I mean, that's apropos. This, yeah. this show, I had to watch it in, in French because the English subtitles, I mean, it just didn't work. The I'm sorry, Netflix. Hopefully you do hear this. But... The voiceover of the main character, Omar Sy, sounded nothing like him. Mm. Sounded like a little French guy. So it was just annoying,
0: actually. So I had to turn it off
1: and watch it in French and try to pull together my little bit of French.
0: But you know what? I, I always say that if you can hear it in the original language, it's so much better. Even if you can't understand it is. everything, because, you know, part of the actor's voice, the intonation, the you know, all that is part What's of it? your toolkit as an actor. Yeah. You know? So it, it's really one of these things where I, I think that I'd rather watch it in the original language with subtitles than the dubbing. For sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, if it is immersive, like Lupin is, you forget that you're reading and you you're just in the show so yeah. it well deserved um you know i could go on and on about why i feel that now i talked to my students about it this about why i feel it was such a big hit and maybe yeah. we'll talk about that on another episode but i just wanted to touch on a couple of other shows netflix i'm almost done with netflix the five bloods one of my best performances of last year my favorite performances of last year the mm-hmm. five bloods yeah, um De- yeah, it's likely he'll he'll be nominated for an Oscar for that. Delroy Lindo he's going to be nominated for an Oscar for that. That's one of my favorite performances of all time. Delroy Lindo he played a a, um, a black Republican, you know, a Trump Republican, and you know they go back after so many years to to Vietnam. They were all in the Vietnam War, and his descent into madness is like not many performances that I've seen. So I know he'll be nominated for an Oscar. Will he win? It's one of the best performances of of 2020. Uh, Ma Ma Rainey's uh, Black Bottom, just tremendous. Mm -hmm. Tremendous. And what a great send-off. I mean, you know, everyone is heartbroken still about Chadwick Boseman. I know. But what a performance. I mean... You it's a know, long song for sure. Yeah, absolutely. That was a masterclass in acting, if there ever was one. Right. Viola Davis, you know, she had a smaller part, but I mean, she played Ma Rainey, and it was a big part. But the shining star of that is it was Chad Chadwick Boseman. Yeah,
0: and knowing everything, obviously, he was going through at the time. Now, you know, oh. hindsight, the fact that he was still able to perform at that level, yeah, is just incredible.
1: Yeah. So, um, we talked about Amazon Prime. One night in Miami, gotta bring know. it
0: home. We always gotta end with a little Miami <laughs> swagger.
1: <laughs> we're, we're, King. we're bringing it home, but uh, you know, a li- uh, we're a little salty, us people in Miami, because they didn't film any of it in Miami.
0: Yeah, it was uh, shot mostly in New Orleans, I believe. Right?
1: Yeah, and, and we know why. But yeah. uh, and and you know, you can't really really blame. The production for that they you know they want to of course save that money it's a small smaller indie indie film or it's it's a big indie film but a smaller film of of that note uh but right
0: although we know if it was barry jenkins and terrell McCrean, they would have brought it home
1: they would have brought it home that's right <laughs> they're you know, hometown heroes and i'm looking at amazon prime the underground railroad that's barry jenkins it's looking tremendous i saw the first oh yeah theater. it's amazing I'm I want to just go back really quick to HBO Max. We we mentioned The Undoing. I, I I can't mention HBO Max without going back to David Makes Man, which the first season is now on HBO Speaking Max. Of, yeah. And, absolutely. you know, we interviewed Terrell Alva McCraney. Uh, that was episode, I want to say 26. So yeah, go back and listen back to and that episode. Listen.
0: You got to listen to that one. That was listen so good. Listen to that
1: episode. And then back to One Night in Miami. Uh, for me, that was one of my favorite films. Definitely The Miami Connection. You know, you. You can't go wrong with that, but Regina King, it was her directorial uh, debut. And, you know, I talked about home runs. She had a home run with that one. Very uh, tough because it was a stage play and you can feel it a bit, but the emotions, the emotional layers really, that's what carries the film home. You know, everybody in the film, you know, they all represented juggernauts of that time period, but you know, Mm -hmm. she really did a number with this one one night in miami so absolutely yeah Yeah, i'm looking forward to the golden globes as we move Uh, forward we'll talk and we're going to talk about that every episode up until the globes itself
0: absolutely yeah this is this is supposed to be the season now right you know all the oscar buzz golden globes buzz it's all buzzy buzz buzzing all over the place so (laughs) it's gonna be screen heat is hot we're back, full on. Uh, we're gonna. We, I don't want to give it away, but we're going to be interviewing an amazing actor this week as well, and That's that'll right. be up next week. And and just gonna, it's gonna be one after another from here on out. Absolutely, we're back.
1: Yeah, what a way to come back. <laughs> I'll be back. Yep. Uh, thank you, Patti Arias. Thank you, Patti Arias. Yeah. My
2: pleasure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> see we, we still got her. Shout and out for uh, the wings. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank you, thank you all all you listeners for sticking yeah. in there with us. Um as we said, we're back, and we look forward to coming back to you for our next episode.
0: Yes, and uh, then I'm JL Martinez with Kevin Sharpley at Screen Heat Miami, and we'll catch you on the next one.
1: Boom.